John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish feasts. In Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate is a pool. In the Aramaic language, it is called Bethesda. It is surrounded by five rows of columns with a roof over them. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie down. Among them were those who were blind, those who could not walk, and those who could hardly move. One person was there who had not been able to walk for 38 years. Jesus saw him lying there. He knew that the man had been in that condition for a long time. So he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when an angel stirs up the water. I try to get in, but someone else always goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. The man was healed right away. He picked up his mat and he walked. Can we glorify, can we magnify Jesus today? Yes! From the life of a disabled man who received one of the most incredible breakthroughs found in the Bible, in that he walked, got up and walked for the first time after 38 years, we're going to consider today this message, first steps to a breakthrough. First steps to a breakthrough. I want to thank Pastor John Nayu for ministering, break, breaking through our unbelief. What a great word. Listened to that message and was so encouraged and strengthened and helped and challenged. And I thank you for... Congregation, I thank you for receiving that word and walking in it and living in it. First steps to a breakthrough today. Today in this service, there are those who have found themselves dealing with a dilemma that just lingers. Now, it may not have lingered for 38 years, but it's a situation, nevertheless. It's a problem that just keeps hanging on. And it's left you perplexed. It's left you frustrated. Almost spiritually disabled. Today in this service, some of you are dealing with an infirmity that has worn you out physically and emotionally. While others are struggling today with a family member's addiction, 
You may be here having been traumatized by the actions of loved ones, or you have been betrayed by someone you thought would always be there for you. Let me tell you something about every person that's on your row this morning. Let me tell you something about all the people that's sitting on your row today. Every one of them has needs. And every one of them are dealing with matters of the heart and the soul. Everyone on your row. We all struggle with something. You know, we as pastors, we hear it regularly. Pastor, please pray for my husband. We hear it regularly. Pastor, pray for my wife. They're acting crazy. Pray for my son. Pray for my daughter. They're into drugs. Pastor, pray for my finances, my friend, my cousin. My aunt. We hear it, right, pastors? We hear it all the time. But if the truth be told, we seldom hear anyone say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm selfish. Pastor, pray for me. I'm angry. I'm impatient. I'm lustful. I'm vengeful. I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus. And that brings us to the first step to a breakthrough. Verse 6, Jesus saw him lying there. (laughs) Jesus saw him lying there. And he knew. I love these two lines. First, Jesus saw him lying there, and then it says he knew that the man had been in that condition for a long time. Come on, Jesus sees today. You and everybody on your row. And he sees that condition that you've been in for a long time. And breakthrough. Come on, breakthrough. This is the year of breakthrough. When Jesus knew that he had been in that condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Now, I have to define the word well for you. Do you want to get well? The word well means to be put right To be put right, it means true or to order your life in truth. Do you want to be put right? Do you want your life to be ordered by truth? Do you want to be made whole? Completely whole. Do you want health? Not just a touch to feel better, 
But do you want to be healthy? Tell me, do you want to get well? Do you want your life put right? Do you want things to be put in order in your life? Do you want health? Do you want wholeness? All of us know that health and wholeness, for the greater part, it demands one thing. Listen, the greater part of health, all health and whole, wholeness, it for the greater part demands one thing, and that is, say it with me. Come on, say it. What's holding you back? It's a word we don't like so often. Change. (laughs) Health and wholeness most often demands change. So many times we're in the condition that we're in because we need to change our habits. We need a change of habits, a lifestyle change. So what's the point? The first step to a breakthrough, number one, breakthrough begins with a willingness to change. Do you want your life put right? Do you want (laughs) breakthrough? The first step begins with a willingness to change. Why would Jesus ask what seemed to be a ridiculous question to someone crippled for 38 years? Someone for 38 years who tried to get into the stirring, the waters once they've been stirred. Others always beat him into the waters, got there before him. Why would Jesus ask what seems to be a ridiculous question? Do you know there's just some questions you do not ask? You know that? There's really some, just some questions you don't really need to ask. For example, you see a car stalled on the side of the road and you see a man leaning under the bonnet on a hot day as we've been having, and you come up to him, you do not say, sir, is there something wrong with your car? (laughs) He will probably say something like, no, I'm just out here hugging the carburetor. Or he might say something worse than that. (laughs) I truly believe the question that Jesus asked this man, it was very necessary. In fact, he asked all of us, for it truly, I believe Jesus asked all of us this question because it truly summarizes the challenge that we often find in our lives. Do you want... To be well. I read the following from a Bible scholar named J.A. Finley 
in preparation for this message. And here's what Mr. Finley said. And I quote, for the paralytic, Jesus's query was an eminently significant question. For the paralytic, Jesus's query was an eminently significant question because in the Middle East and in some places today, a man who was healed would lose a good living. As the crippled man lay by the pool of Bethesda, and I continue to quote, as the crippled man lay by the pool of Bethesda, he was surrounded by misery and sorrow. But if the man looked out from those shaded porticos, he saw men and women out in the sun carrying their burdens and working. He knew that if he were healed, his life would change, requiring him to take on larger responsibilities. But if the man looked out from those shaded, remember it says those columns were covered. Remember in our text it says those columns were covered. If the man looked out from those shaded porticos, he saw men and women out in the sun carrying their burdens and working. He knew that if he were healed, his life would change, requiring him to take on larger responsibilities. And so the question the Lord asked was very relevant. Do you really want to be healed? Come on. Do you really want to be healed? Listen, this question is so vital to our breakthrough because for many of us, we love the idea of God changing our circumstances without changing us. That's why this question is so vital to us because for so many of us, we love the idea. We fall in love with the idea of God showing up and changing all the circumstances but not changing us. Jerry Irwin said it like this, God can't change the situation around you until he first changes what is going on in you. God can't change the situation around you until he first changes what is going on in you. This is why we must keep asking ourselves do we really want to be healed? Or we can ask ourselves this question. Do we really know our own hearts? Truth is, as we get to know ourselves, we find more and more the need for healing. The more we get to know ourselves, we find more and more our need for healing, bitterness, unresolved conflicts, things that lie hidden within us. Sometimes when we experienced these things, we were aware of them, but we didn't deal with them. Come on, it's encounter season. 
It's time to deal with some things. So the question remains, do we really want to be healed? Because the healing will mean taking on larger responsibilities so that we don't get ourselves back into that situation from which we've been delivered. That's why Jesus told the man, take up your mat and go home. The second step to a breakthrough is found in verse 7. Sir, the disabled man replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when an angel stirs up the water. I try to get in, but someone else always goes down ahead of me. Sir, I have no man. I have no one to help me into the pool when an angel stirs up the water. The second step to a breakthrough is this. Breakthrough begins with the decision to depend on God, not things or people. Breakthrough begins, come on, the first steps to a breakthrough. It begins, it begins with a decision that I'm just going to depend on God. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that in the presence of an unlimited God, we offer our excuses and we feel compelled to inform Jesus Jesus, this is how things work around here. You know, I appreciate your time, but I don't have anybody. <laughs> I don't have anything. Jesus, this is really how it works. This is the system we have here. And this is really how it works. Isn't it amazing that in the presence of an unlimited God, we feel compelled to inform him. of the way things work. And I really appreciate you showing up and your time, but I don't have anybody. So what does Jesus say to the man at the pool? Jesus looks at him and says, you said that you have nobody to help you. Well, let me tell you that a greater helper is here than anyone you may have hoped for. For I saw, listen, Listen to Jesus. I saw that you couldn't get to the water, so I brought the water over here. Oh, come on, somebody. Do you remember the woman at the well in Samaria? Just one chapter earlier, John chapter 4, beginning around verse 4, going all the way down to about verse 42. We have her story. Do you remember some of the things that she said? It's amazing to, to me that in the presence of an unlimited God, we feel so compelled to say a bunch of stuff. First, she said the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And then she said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Sir, we worship in this mountain. <laughs> and in the midst of it all, I can just hear Jesus say, I didn't ask you all that. Do you want a drink of the water that I have? 
Come on. In closing, I want to, I want to finish with the word here in verse 3. Here. A great number. Here. A great number of disabled people used to lie down. I read one translation that says, here there were many people who were in the habit, who were in the habit of laying there. Here, I want to finish with the word here. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie down. For you this morning, right now, there is no place that's more important than here. Than here. Just like Jesus walked right up to that man in that place at that time with that problem, with that need, so it is now. Here. Here is where the potential is found for all you need. Here. His presence is here. The anointing is here. God is here. The question is, are we in the habit of coming here and leaving the same way we came? Why don't I have a breakthrough? You need to break some habits. They were in the habit of laying in that place in the midst of their need and their suffering, in the midst of that place of desperation. They were in the habit. But I challenge us as a church, God is here. And Jesus is ready to walk up to you right there. Seated on that row with everybody else that's in need. Jesus is ready to walk right up to you and come and bring you the water that you need. Bring you the deliverance that you need. Bring you the freedom that you need so you can break through into fullness of life. Come on, church. So we must take some steps. Breakthrough begins with the willingness to change. It's not just habitual. We come into his presence as we do every week. And we just sit here in the midst of our need, in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our problems and issues. Breakthrough begins with the decision that I'm going to depend on you, God, not on anyone else. No man or woman can deliver me. I need you, Jesus, right here. 
right now in this place. This is where the potential is found for all that you need. His presence is here today. His power is here today. His power to turn everything around is here today. The anointing that breaks the yoke is here today. Church, this is the place. Now is the time. This is the place. And now is the time for you to break through the darkness into his marvelous light. To break out of the fear. To break out of the anxiety and the unbelief. And to break into faith. And to break into assurance. Through the long battle, break into personal victory. Let's give Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the master of breakthroughs. Come on. Can we give him the glory? Can we give him the honor? Can we give him the praise? Come on, I want us to break some habits today. Come on, I want us to just make some decisions today. I want us to rise up and take some steps today. Come on, everybody. Let's, let's begin with that willingness to change. I, I, I want to pray right now. You're seated here, and this message is yours. You know it. Of everybody on your row, this is my message today. I want you to receive it, and I want you to say, God, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm ready to make a decision. I'm ready to take a step today to put my total dependence on you. I've tried, I've manipulated, I've, I've, I've organized, I've, I've done everything I know to do. God, I just give it to you. I need you to walk up to me right now, Jesus. I need you to come right to me, Jesus. I don't want to depend on, I don't want to depend on anything or anyone else. God, I need you. I need you. I need you. Oh God, I'm ready for that breakthrough. Oh God, I'm ready for that freedom. I'm ready to be set free from that unbelief and that doubt and that anxiety. God, I'm ready to see you turn things around. It's been long, oh God. I've walked this thing out for so long. But God, I'm looking to you today. That thing which keeps hanging on and perplexing and frustrating, disabling me. That thing that has worn me out emotionally. That addiction that's in my family, maybe even in my own life. God, I'm ready today. Come, come and set me free. Come and raise me up, Lord. Raise me up, Lord, that I will take up my bed and walk. I will rise up. And leave that place, oh God, of bondage and freedom. And come into your freedom today in Jesus' name. Hands up. Hands up. You need this prayer right now. You need it. Father, look upon us as a people. Look upon us as a church. Look upon us as individuals, oh God. How our hearts and our lives cry out to you, God. Oh, Father, we need you. Father, we come. We invite you to come by your presence. Come by your power. Come by your glory. We're so ready to change. We're so ready, oh God, to turn away. We're so ready, Father, to put our dependence upon you. 
We need you like never before. And I thank you for your miracle working power that just as you raised up a man who for 38 years had tried in his own strength had looked around for others to help him, Lord, in, after 38 years, you raised him up and you brought him into that place of healing. Heal me, O oh God. Heal me, O oh God. Heal me inside. Heal me, God. I have issues inside of me and I need your healing touch. I need your healing power so that I can rise up and walk into my breakthrough. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Come on. Come on. You're worthy. Hey, everybody, let's go have a breakthrough week this week. Let's go have an amazing week this week. Come on, let's go break some habits this week. God bless you.